It's story time by our favorite English author, Enid Blyton. The Enchanted Wood, Chapter Thirty One, The Land of Birthdays. The children set off once again to the Enchanted Wood. They knew the way to the faraway tree very well by now. Wish a wish a wish a whispered the trees as the children ran between them. Bessie put her arms round one and pressed her left ear to the trunk. What secret are you saying today? She asked. We wish you a happy birthday," whispered the leaves. Bessie laughed. It was fun to have a birthday. When they came to the faraway tree, how marvelous it looked! The folk of the tree had decked it with flags because it was Bessie's birthday, and it looked simply lovely. Ooh," said Bessie. "Please, I do feel happy. The only thing I wish is that I had proper party clothes on, not my old ones." But that couldn't be helped. They were just about to begin to climb the tree when Dame Washalot's big washing basket came bumping down on the end of Moonface's robe for the children to get into. Good," said Joe. "Get in, girls." They all got in and went up the tree at a tremendous rate. Moonface must have someone helping him pull," said Joe, astonished. He had. Mister Whiskers was there. With what's its name and the old saucepan man, and they were all pulling like anything. No wonder that basket shot up the tree. Many happy returns of the day," said everyone, kissing Bessie. "Oh, good! You're not in your best clothes," said Moonface. "We wondered if you would make it a fancy dress party, Bessie." "Oh, I'd love to," said Bessie. "But we haven't got any fancy dresses. We can easily get those in the birthday land," said Silky, clapping her hands for joy. "Good, good, good! I do like a fancy dress party." Everybody is ready to go," said Moonface. "The brownies are just below us. Where's Saucepan? Hi, Saucepan. Where have you got to?" He stepped into your slippery slip by mistake," said a brownie, appearing out of Moonface's house. He went down the slide with an awful noise. I expect he's at the bottom by now. Good gracious! Just like silly old saucepan," said Moonface. "We'd better let down the washing basket for him, or he'll never get up to us." So down went the basket again, and old saucepan got into it and came up with a clatter of saucepans and kettles. Now we are all ready," said Moonface. "Silky, what's its name? Saucepan, the angry pixie, Dame Washalot, Mister Whiskers, the brownies." Gracious! What a lovely lot of people are coming," said Bessie, seeing all the brownies and tree folk on the branches below. "Is that Mother Washalot? What a nice old woman!" Dame Washalot was fat and beaming. For once in a way, she was going to leave her washtub. Going to the land of birthdays was not a treat to be missed. "Come on then," said Moonface, and he led the way to the ladder. Up he went. Popped his head above to make quite sure that the land of birthdays was there, and then jumped straight into it. Everyone climbed up. That's all I think," said Moonface, peering down. "Oh no, there's someone else. Whoever is it? I thought we were all here. 
Gracious, it's my clock," said Silky, "the one I got in the land of Take What You Want." Sure enough, it was "Ding dong, ding dong!" It cried indignantly as it climbed up on its flat feet. "All right, all right, we'll wait for you," said Silky. "Go carefully up the ladder. You weren't really asked, you know." "Oh, I'd love your clock to come to my party," said Bessie at once. "Come along, clock." Ding dong! Said the clock, pleased, and managed to get up the ladder. The land of birthdays was simply beautiful. To begin with, there was always birthday weather there: brilliant sunshine, blue sky, and a nice little breeze. The trees were always green, and there were always daisies and buttercups growing in the fields. Oh, it's lovely! It's lovely! Cried Bessie, dancing round joyfully. Moonface. What about fancy dresses? Where do we get them? Oh, you'll find them in that house over there," said Moonface, pulling, pointing to a very pretty house. They all trooped over to it. As they went, small brown rabbits hopped out of holes, called a "Happy Birthday" to Bessie, and popped back. It was all very exciting. Everyone crowded into the pretty house. It was full of cupboards, and in the cupboards were the most thrilling dresses you can think of. Oh, look at this! cried Joe in delight as he came across a red Indian dress with a wonderful headdress of bright feathers. Just the right size for me. He put it on. Bessie chose a dress like a fairy's, and Fanny chose a clown's dress with a pointed hat. She looked fine. Moonface dressed up as a pirate, and Silky became a daffodil. What's its name was a policeman, and as for the old saucepan man, he simply could not find a fancy dress to fit him because he was so bumpy with kettles and saucepans. Everyone else dressed up, and dear me, they did look fine. Bessie had wings with her dress, but she was disappointed because she couldn't fly with them. How she would have loved to spread them and fly like, as the real fairies did. Now for balloons," said Silky, and she danced into the sunshine and ran to an old balloon woman who was sitting surrounded by a great cloud of coloured balloons. Everybody chose one, and what games they had! Suddenly, a tea bell rang, and Moonface gave a scream of joy. Tea, birthday tea! Come on, everyone! He rushed to a long, long table set out in the field. Bessie ran with the others and took her place at the head. But to her great surprise and disappointment, there was no food on the table at all—only just empty plates, cups, and glasses. "Don't look so upset," whispered Silky. "You've got to wish your own tea." Bessie gave a squeak. "Wish her own tea? Ooh, that would be the best fun in the world." Don't wish for bread and butter," called Moonface. "Wish for orange jelly. I like that." "I wish for orange jelly," said Bessie at once. And immediately, a large, fat, wobbly orange jelly appeared on one of the empty dishes. Moonface helped himself. "Wish for strawberries and cream," cried Fanny, who simply loved those. "I wish for strawberries and cream." Said Bessie, and an enormous dish of strawberries appeared with a large jug of cream beside it. 
and I wish for chocolate biscuits too, and iced lemonade, and sh- chocolate blancmange, and treacle pudding, and strawberry ices, and 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 fruit salad. Yelled someone. Sausage rolls. Cried what's its name? Jam tarts. Begged Mr. Whiskers. Ding dong, ding dong! Said Silky's clock in the greatest excitement. Everyone laughed. Don't wish for ding dongs," said Joe. "We've got plenty of those, as long as Silky's clock is here." The clock struck fourteen without stopping. It wandered about, looking as happy as could be. Everyone began to eat. My goodness, it was a wonderful tea. The strawberries and cream and the ices went almost at once. For Mr. Whiskers and fifty brownies liked those very much, so Bessie had to wish for some more. What about my birthday cake? She asked Silky. Do I wish for that too? No, it just comes," said Silky. "It will appear right in the middle of the table. You just watch." Bessie watched. There was a wonderful silver dish in the middle of the table. Something seemed to be forming there. A curious sort of mist hung over it. The birthday cake is coming! Shouted Joe, and everyone watched the silver dish. Gradually, a great cake shaped itself there. Oh, a wonderful cake with red, pink, white, and yellow icing! All round the side were flowers made of sweets. On the top were eight candles burning, for Bessie was eight that day. Her name was written in big sugar letters on the top. Bessie, a very happy birthday! Bessie felt very proud. She had to cut the cake, of course. It was quite a difficult job, for there were so many people to cut it for. This is a wishing cake," said Moonface when everyone had a piece on their plate. So wish, wish, wish when you eat it, and your wish will come true. The children stared at him in delight. What should they wish? Fanny was just holding her cake in her hand, thinking of a wish, when the old saucepan man upset everything. Whatever do you think he did? End of chapter.